1116 SEN, The Four Diegos. Hey amigos and welcome to The Four Diegos here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you and thanks to finding on another great show and uh, Troy and Stephen Milne and the Wonder Years. Uh, 1985 there, Warren. You were just, uh, well, you were about 35 years old back then. <laughs> I was about 17, actually. Yeah, really Going on 35. Listening to Barry Manilow at the time. Yes. in is pretty bizarre, really. When, anyway. when everyone else was listening to Midnight Oil. <laughs> I was listening, to, listening Barry to Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow, mm. wondering why no one liked you. <laughs> was the grain store open then? Yeah, of course it was. That's where I used to go. I was uh, growing up in Nathalia at the time, so oh, yeah. I didn't know what, I thought the grain store was the silos at the back of the... Um, Back of the town. <laughs> so Warren's in the house. Vinnie Venezuela's here as well. Carlos, you're here as well. Yes, and uh, you've brought me back to the uh, years of... Uh, you used to go to the grain store. I was the inflations man. <laughs> mm. Yeah, were you? No, no, yeah. I was a grain store guy. Hot gossip in Tottenham was another little place I used to disco the night away. Wasn't it called a Paradise Club? The Paradise Club, yes. It had a couple of uh, incarnations over yes. the years. Actually... If we want to go down this track, the Garmas at the exhibition b- buildings, uh, El Fortino's in oh, Footscray. Geez. Footscray had a disco, you know. <laughs> bunnies, I remember yeah, bunnies. bunnies. Yeah, well, El Fortino's was before bunnies. I remember I used to you know, pay money to the DJ. To In those days, there was a DJ, uh, not the, none of these raver you types. You were six foot four in those yeah, years, yeah, and then, so then you lost a bit of hair. <laughs> My Sharona was the thing that I danced the oh, night the away knack. to at the El Fortino's. The knack, yep. Hey, we've got a big show for you tonight in 2015. That's, uh, what, 30 years later, but uh, henceforth. Uh, <laughs> where am I going with this? Anyway, we've got a big show. Uh, we'll take your calls tonight, 9429-1116. Um, and also, uh, we've got a lot to talk about tonight because we've got the Derby to talk about, Warren. Uh, you were pretty enamoured with what, what went on uh, no, in the I, Derby. No, I've just decided this week, in a week where Tony Abbott had 40% of his colleagues not think he was much chop. I actually know how that feels because I reckon 40% of the Diego's don't think, <laughs> I think I don't know what I'm no, doing. Seventy five. 75%. 75%. But I've decided yeah. to – he's only really got one supporter now left in the media. That's Alan Jones. And we know Alan Jones goes off. So tonight I'm going to have an Alan Jones type show. I'm going to be controversial, not ridiculously controversial, I don't not believe. Not like normal, yeah. Not like normal. I think I'm going to be – but controversial. And but if you really be, provoking, if you really believe I'd what believe you're saying, I'm why is that say, controversial? Well, I don't know. Just because I know that you'll disagree with me, he's going to go, lose respect. I'm, I'm not sure what you're, what yeah. you're okay. going to talk about. You want me to say? I do. I, okay, I I'll, do. I actually think the Melbourne Victory uh-huh. are the best team ever <laughs> in the A League. The best team. They would beat. They would beat. Now, uh, there's a bit about, of a, hang on. You talk about this. Current this current team. Group. Now, I know there's a bit of a problem because it's going to be a lot very difficult in reality or in cyberspace to play them against the Brisbane Raw because <laughs> there's a few players that played on both sides. But Finkler, Finkler versus Broish, I actually think... Oh, you, you, no, you no, there's not a lot. Are you not not a lot of difference. Squad, are you? No, going... Milligan and Finkler as a partnership are better than, I think... Mackay and Broish. Mm. Well, what about Barisha or Barisha? Well, Barisha and Barisha cancel each other out. All <laughs> oh, right. Barbarousas and Barbarousas <laughs> cancel each other out. But in the absolute total package... Okay. Mm-hmm. Ma- Michael Theo versus Nathan Coe. Uh, mm. Oh, yeah, okay. That's, that's, I rest my case. Uh, Adrian Layer <laughs> versus Luke Devere. Yeah, I think Layer. Or Muhammad Admin. Yeah, Admin, yeah. Or Admin. the... Um, Nick Ansel. 
No, uh, the captain of uh, the the former captain. He's gone Eric over to Cartaloo? no. no. Um, oh, the name escapes me. The captain, the former captain of the Brisbane Roar, is now playing in Thailand. Oh, <laughs> just, he wasn't that well known. Yeah, no, he was a no, captain. No, he captained a few premierships. But anyway, it'll come to mind in a minute. But anyway, you can't compare him to Adrian Layer. The victory of the best team ever to play in there, and I'm going to put pressure on the victory. Not only should they win this year by a space job, Matthew Smith. Thank you, Matthew, Matthew Smith. Smith yeah, oh, I think I think um, Del Pierre, who hasn't played, is as good as Matthew oh, Smith. I'm actually going to I'm going to put pressure. There's a caveat on this. Okay. The caveat is they should win this. If they don't win the grand final this year, they're failed. It's a failed season. Ah, so you're saying. And the them other up. thing is. So does that mean if they don't win the grand final, yep. they're not the best team ever? I'll tell you what. They're failed. The hot topic tonight. Yep. The hot topic tonight yeah, yep. is do you agree with Warren? Yep. Is Melbourne victory. The this best, Melbourne victory this team. Melbourne this Melbourne victory, victory team. team, the best team ever in the A-League. Right, yeah, and if you nothing. disagree, mm. come up with another team, yep. that, uh, which or could tell be me one of I'm many wrong. teams. By the way, Franich versus Jason Geria. Stefanudo versus little Scotty Galloway. And down the track, they might be okay, but you can't yeah, compare I'm the two now. I'm telling you now. I'm you telling you now. You're telling me what? Their front Six third, of the players their already... front third is better than Brisbane's. Which, which used to be Brisbane's Madoka front Madoka used to play. Madoka wouldn't get a game in the victory team. And he was playing in that prime. team. He was, is he no, he wouldn't Madoka. get a game. Are you, are you saying they... this on the back of their win on the weekend against a second-rate Melbourne City team that didn't come to play? By the way, your team. Yeah, yes. and I'll have a go at them after the break. <laughs> yeah, no, but, I'm not saying it on the back. I've been uh, watching what, victory. But what evidence are we talking about? The week before, they threw away a two-goal lead against uh, Perth Glory and could have lost the game in the end. Are you ba- are you basing it on that, are you? They're attacking prowess. Their, the ability to score goals and craft them absolutely beautifully is the best I've ever seen in the a Oh, you're absolutely so, fantastic. Brilliant. So, Brilliant. Postacoglu or Musket? Uh, well, obviously, <laughs> obviously, Ange might take... Kev down at the moment, <laughs> but am I getting much love initially John early on? Port Melbourne is very, very clever. The caveat is that it was said by Warren. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was that's, a caveat. That's what we're looking for. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Whether you disagree or agree yeah. with Warren, send us a text. Zero four double three. And there. tell your mates out there, your Melbourne Victory mates out there, and your Brisbane Raw mates that this. That Warren's making this debate because, really, you're a fool, Warren. You're a fool. I mean, if this victory team wins the league, then there's a there's some scope to say something along those lines. Not only should they but win the league, they should win the Asian Champions League. They're a league. good team. They're a good team, no question. They've got exciting players, but they certainly haven't earned the right, uh, the mantle of being the best team ever in the A-League. Sometimes, Carlos, what you've got to do in life is actually make a big statement. <laughs> you sometimes do. you do. And yes, sometimes but, but the Warren, great... Warren, a man gets so many big statements to make. <laughs> That's right. And I have not you reached you my make quota. One per week. Yeah, and you're making this statement to millions of people out there millions. when the average person is just saying it to their mate. I'm just telling you now, they're the best team I've ever seen in the A-League. Oh, the Brisbane Raw come at all close. Oh, Brisbane Raw, at a stretch, pushed them. <laughs> but victory would beat Brisbane Raw. Get Ange on the phone. I'd love to. Love to have the national coach yeah. on. The... He's listening. He's he's been on Absolutely. our show many times before. Yeah. Not not since he uh, not <laughs> since he got a step up. Yeah, it was yeah. easy to get him when he was at South Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was just, just it was a little easy, bit easy to get him after Craig Foster did yeah, it was, business right? on him uh, with SBS. But I'm yeah. just saying, I just think that 
total package. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, front third. It pleases me that you love them, by the way. Front third Warren. of Barisha, yep. Barbarousis, yep. Ben Kalfalar. Yep. Two thirds of them played for Brisbane Royal. Yeah, by I the know, way. but <laughs> Ben Kalfalar makes them. Apparently, he wanted to play for Brisbane Royal. <laughs> In fact, yes. he thought he was signing for Brisbane Royal. And then Fink, and then you've got Finkler and Milligan hasn't even. He played. wasn't a regular when when uh, oh, Kevin Muscat. managed beautifully though last uh, year when he was coming back from a knee. Managed beautifully. He's brilliant. He's a really good, player. good player. I really think. But anyway, there you go. Uh, do you agree with Warren or not? Is there any love for me? Now there's a bit of love for you. Definitely the best oh, victory God. team I've seen. In style and in uh, personnel, including behind the scenes with coaching staff, they have set the benchmark. Mark in Bandura. There, there you go. go. Yeah, but does that mean they're the best team ever in the A League? I think it's clear that he said yes. No, well, he didn't say yes. Well, he said they're a good side. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. This is uh, if this is the t- kind of topic that you want to talk to the Diego's. Make sure you call that number, um, like John in Ascot Vale did. G'day, John. Welcome to the show. Gentlemen, what a statement! Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous, statement. isn't it, John? What have you been bringing? <laughs> I've actually no. been at a professional function this evening, John, so I don't want to say about drinking anything. Can, okay, John, tell me why okay. I'm wrong. Okay, number one, you're not wrong, but you're not right yet. Yet. Yet is the key. Hmm. I love victory. I watch them a lot. Very, very brutal front third, yes. But go on the whole season, they've, they've had some shockers. So when you say of all time, yeah. their consistency is not there yet. It's just... Sydney, Sydney should not have got back in that game last or Perth. Yes. They played last week, I can't remember. They, they were two up, and I think in the last 15 minutes, they let a couple of goals in. But, but their, their finishing is amazing. On field and off the field, very powerful team. They're pulling in big crowds, but as far as the, the best team ever goes, you've got to give it time. They need to win a couple of, of finals. You know, they really do. Very even-tempered there, John. And just don't forget also, they played a very, very ordinary Melbourne City on the weekend. And you'll get excited over a win like that. No, it's not. Victory were at second gear and still won 3-0, could have won by more. I've been keeping this big statement in the locker for a little bit of time. And the other thing I'd say, you know, as much as the teams that Ange Postacoglu coached at Brisbane were dominant through the season... They were about two minutes away from losing against Central Coast Mariners in a grand final. Now, I know they won. Yeah, that's but right. <laughs> you would never describe the Central Coast Mariners team as a great team. Is and this yet, argument supposed to support your point of yeah, view? I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that. You're, you're actually. I, I agree fully with what John said in Escavale, in that you're just jumping the gun. No, no, I'm they, not jumping. They, they've the had gun. too many moments this season where you just know they're not the finished product mm. yet. They've certainly got the ingredients and the players, uh, but it's not come together fully yet. Everyone knows it yet, but they will grow into a really, really good they, side. They need to, at the very least, have the streak yeah, Brisbane has. They do. I'll tell you what, you're making a few victory supporters nervous because they're kind of agreeing with you. But, uh, Warren, you've been smoking the Cheech and Chongs. <laughs> a champion team will always beat a team of champions. Victory may be full of champions, but... Are they a champion team? No, not yet. Mm. Um, yes, I agree, but don't jinx the victory, Warren. <laughs> Let them win the grand final first. That's Theo in Hampton. Um, and anonymous, yes, depth of squad two. I think, um, yeah, and sorry, Rodrigo, for jumping in, but I think that there's no doubt that this is the best assembled group of players. They've got more depth than Brisbane ever had in terms of the 
the depth of players. They've got the best squad ever assembled, that, that, even if you that, don't think they're the best no, team. No, they've got to... Look, they've recruited really, really well. They're not relying on kids anymore. They've got a really good blend of great kids and really good experience. Uh, and except for Archie's uh, is probably the second half of his 30s at the moment. Everyone else is a good age. Even Ben Kalfalar's 32 or something. Uh, Barish is a good age. They've got, they're at that stage. Mark Milligan's playing career-best football at the moment. Carl Valeri's been fantastic. But they're not young kids. I think they've recruited really well that way. And also, they've all got a bit of hunger still. But they're still not the finished product. And that's why, I mean, uh, Brisbane have had success and played great football over many years under Ange Postacoglu and Mike Mulvey. Victory are only at the start of that. And they still haven't had that run, that, that dominating run where they've actually overblown teams, you know, week after week after week, which Brisbane was doing with fantastic football at the time. You, know, you can't talk about Brisbane not having the depth. Everyone they brought in was a fantastic player. Absolutely, yeah. He's another one, Daniel in Greenvale. Couldn't agree with you more, Warren. Midfield and up front is second to none. Milligan, Valeri, Finkler, Barbarusis, Kalfalar, Barisha is orgasmic. <laughs> Lordy. And no, no mention of the back four, though. No. And, and, and which I think he, he stopped at uh, yeah, Barisha. I mean, there, Del Pierre's got to be fantastic. He hasn't played all season. Uh, look, you know, people have a crack at Adrian Layer all the time. He had a decent game on the weekend. But, you know, he's still not as consistent as he should be. Uh, if you're talking about the best... Guerrier eight... and Galloway are... Oh, I love, I love, I've always loved Guerrier. They're... Love Guerrier and Galloway. And Guerrier, I think... Will... They could both be Socceroos. I, I think Guerrier should be a, a young guy they should be nurturing Grooming. as a central defender. Yep. He reminds me of Lillian Turum, the French international who played for Juventus for many years. He's, he's one of the best athletes I've seen. And he's a sort of bloke who's young enough now and he's... Ability on the ball has improved so much. Where he used to turn over the ball a fair bit, now he's actually hitting targets. Had a great game with Barbarossas on that right side. He terrorised City on the weekend, and uh, and I think he's got a big future. And I'm uh, a big rap for Galloway too. I think he's in the same uh, same mould. I think uh, it's it's all promising, but uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call it nah. until they. Win and win, yeah. win things and win like that streak. If they beat yeah. that Brisbane uh, raw streak, then that makes them up there as well. What about uh, Will in Strathmore? Any team that is lacking the might and deft touch of Leandro Love <laughs> cannot be considered the best of all time in the A League. Thanks, Will. Yeah, I think that's not a bad point either. See, I get a strong sense that the Victory fans really want to agree with me, but but they can't but they're, yet because they're you're feeling, putting the moz no, on them. They're feeling under pressure. They no, shouldn't. Not. You're, 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 a, you're, a Melbourne, you're a Melbourne City supporter, and you're I'll doing have a go. I'll have no. I'm not. Doing, well, what's the benefit in me doing it on purpose? I mean, <laughs> they're I trying like, to keep a lid on it. You, you've just opened uh, it completely. No, embrace it, Victory fans. Get along in your droves. Get there and watch because you know what. It won't last for long. It'll be gone before you know it. So embrace it. And this season, talk about window. Talk about premiership window. It's not a window. It's a bifold door. You guys should just watch. If they lose this year's grand final, they don't have any decent competition. Are they should st- just win are, it Are we still on air? I mean, are we still on air? Or have they just switched no, us off? I don't, no, no. I don't think it's a shoe-in there, It should Warren. be. It should That's be. It's not a shoe-in. Like, uh, they didn't beat Perth. Oh. Adelaide are playing good football. Adelaide lost to they Central lost. Coast. Teams lose games. I'm telling you now, they should. It, it, they should win it played like. Space. By the way, Bill for Adelaide. He's another one to watch. The yeah. guys just start yep. you know, pulling rabbits I out agree. of the hat. Hey, let's go to Adrian in Bulleen. Uh, has a little bit of a different take on this. G'day, Adrian. Welcome to the show. 
Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Yeah, very very well. well, Adrian. Very well. I love your show. I think you guys are spectacular. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Is that me too, Adrian, by the way? <laughs> just checking. All of you. All of oh, you. very good. So interesting, funny, intelligent. Oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> That's Adrian Diego on the phone. <laughs> I, just, I just think you're awesome. Seriously. Very good, thanks, mate. All right. Um, but what I, why I rang, and look, my memory's a bit jaded, but like I was um, a mascot for Juventus in 1962 and I ended up playing for Juventus up to the reserves. What's the surname, Adrian? Spadaro. Spadaro. Well, you weren't a big uh, name there. No, no, I wasn't. No, no I wasn't. No. My, dad, my dad was on president, was on the comedian for years. You know, I've always involved with it from when we were at Alston Week. And I remember seeing all those players over the years and when I was in the reserves, we had a team and we had Jack Rowling in uh, goals who played for Australia. Yep. We had Sandy Irvine who played for Australia. Yep. We had George Cannell who used to captain Sunderland. Yep. We had Jock Goodwin who couldn't miss a penalty if he tried. We had Tommy McColl. Seriously, yep. there wasn't a player in that team. I, I can't remember all of them. Yeah, Hammy McMeachin was in that team. Yeah, it was a Juventus 19, about the 65 to 70. Yes. That, they were fantastic. They were a fantastic they team. They were just unbelievable to watch. I, George Canal used to yeah. used to drink at half-time and smoke at half-time. <laughs> right? And he, used to, and he used to walk on the field. And I don't think he ever did anything. He just used to direct people to where the ball was going to be yeah. four moves from now. And I think a very young, Adrian, a very young uh, Pat Della Rocca. Was, uh, play. yes, he was playing. Yeah, yes, so very young guys. But the only Italian guy who was coming through at the time. I, I think Dino DeMarchi might have played. Dino DeMarchi, yes, a big centre forward. Yeah. The buffeting yeah. centre forward was a yeah. great player yeah. too. So, Adrian, yeah. and I'm, I'm pleading my ignorance here. I mean, pound for pound, and Carlos, you can probably – you put those guys in the same professional model that exists now within the A-League. Talent for talent, they could go with – Victory, they could go with any team currently playing in the A League. These guys, but, but these the guys, is, these were amateurs. Yeah, but the thing is, and when they, they came were... over, Adrian, a lot of them obviously. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. George Canal, Captain Sunday. Yeah, exactly right. The, the, the money wasn't great in the English football in those days. For them to come to Australia, often there was it was better money here, and it, that was certainly the case with a lot of uh, the continent, the, the people players players on the continent. You know, from from Holland, from uh, Hungary, and these sort of places to come to Australia. And uh, some of them were just fantastic players. And I remember, in, I think, Adrian, in those days too, because of the Italian community backing it, uh, Juventus and the Greeks backing Hellas, uh, they'd get 25,000 people at the Olympic Park watching these games. And they were fantastic games. And uh, I've got to say, my family was a Juventus uh, family that used to go all the time. And I had a kick around as a Juventus player myself over the years. And Vinny, I know you're very close with the Juventus uh, family over the years too, Vinny Venezuela. Yeah, well, that's yeah. right. Uh, you could have been a mascot for... Yeah, your dad. For, for my dad and my yeah. uncle, I yeah. reckon. Yeah. My uncle, at least. There so, you go, Adrian. And they were a great side, Adrian. Really, really appreciate your call and those very, very kind words at the start. Thanks very much, Adrian. Keep listening. Warren. Next stop on the big statement bus yep. will after, be Melbourne City. Well, maybe we'll talk about that after the break. Are they the best team ever, too? <laughs> <laughs> Four or five topics we meant to talk about in the first half hour, but uh, that kind of just uh, Sorry. took over. But that's good. Anyway, let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diegos here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. <laughs> On 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos. Yes, here on Wednesday night as always, and uh, Vinny, Warren, Carlos and Rodrigo here with you uh, on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Been talking about Melbourne victory, and uh, Warren's been talking them up as the best uh, A-League team 
ever. Mm. Um, Which is nice from a Melbourne City supporter. They've won nothing, Vinny. Yet, yet, this yes. year. Anyway, um, Warren, I mean, you had an, you had another big statement. Before you do that, uh, send us your text messages because the hot topic tonight is do you agree that uh, Melbourne Victory is the best team ever? Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. And we also want you to go to our website, 4diegos.com, and we want you to subscribe to our e-newsletter because uh, we want to... We, we, we we want to give you stuff. We want to give you stuff. We want to give yeah. you stuff. You know, there's a chance to win Johnny Warren T-shirts and caps and his fantastic book, Sheila's Wogs and Poofters, an incomplete biography of mm. Johnny Warren and soccer in Australia. We've got four copies, signed copies, no less, to give away. All you need to do is go to 4diegos.com, follow the links, and subscribe to our e-newsletter, and we'll uh, do the draw very, very soon, and you could win. And we also want to be able to give you Warren for a week in yeah, exchange yeah. for one of your family members. He might be able to come at a function and make a big statement. <laughs> Well, just to get the ball rolling. Well, Warren, since you got the ball rolling yep. in the first yep. uh, segment, what's your, what's your next? I was statement? away for three weeks. I spent some time <laughs> yeah, in New yeah. Zealand. Yeah. And, Sorry, uh, can I just can I just jump in for a second? Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yep. never mentioned where Ange sits in all this. If they're the best team ever, is he the mm. best coach ever? Because I know you don't like Ange, Ange Postecoglou. Or, or Martin. The sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, Kevin Musket. No, no, no. So that's the, the only thing that could. That's the irony. That's the only thing that could stop victory from beating. Brisbane Roar if they played in <laughs> cyberspace. The fact that Ange was coaching Brisbane. But I think Kev, and I've said this before. This you don't was like a... Kevin Musket, though. No, no, I don't. No, I won't say that. You, I... You've slaughtered him. No, no. I, 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 him and I are slightly in different, on different wavelengths, <laughs> I'd say. But I've said to you before that Kevin Musket will be a better coach than he ever was a player. I've said that yeah, before. But hang on. He's I... got the best team ever, but he's not the best coach ever. <laughs> he's the best rookie, sort of semi-rookie coach in the ever. world. Ever. Ever. In the world. In the world, oh, ever. Well, comparatively <laughs> speaking, by all sort of yeah. measures, yeah. he's better than Ange because, you know, he's rookie and he's got the best team ever. Not, so not he's impossible. done it without even raising not a sweat. impossible for me to say that. Yeah, as I was saying before, I spent some time in New Zealand and I – Became aware of the fact that they call the bit of water between Australia the ditch, you know, <laughs> ditch. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell John Van Skip one thing. You didn't need to go to New Zealand to find if that. If they <laughs> lose this week, if they lose this week against Wellington, yep. Okay, catch a flight the other way and don't come back over the ditch. The only thing, I'm not going to call for sacking because that's unfair. Okay, you're just asking him to leave. No, I'm saying you just want abandonment. No, I'm resigned. satisfied by the fact that the city group will not stand for mediocrity. Mm. And I'm saying to you right now, the organisation from top to bottom, including players, clear out is mediocre. Yeah, okay. You have no excuse for having a team turn up. I've got a headache and not. <laughs> Be at the races. I'm telling you, now, I love tactical acumen. Not that I understand what it means, but I understand it. But to take off Ian Ramsey in the 28th minute. He wasn't doing what he was told. And replace him with David Williams. Well, he didn't go on and do what he was told either. But <laughs> It but was just pathetic. That's a, that's pathetic. A co- it's a coach that made a decision at the time, whether it's a message to everyone else, certainly was a message to Ian Ramsey. He wasn't doing the right thing. How many lives did Sybil have? You know, that book, movie? Well, Ian Ramsey, I think, has probably, you know, he's going to run out of luck shortly, I'd say, given that he's being subbed for things he doesn't even know of or or for things that uh, 
your own fans can't fathom. God, but, uh, you know, I, I just don't know that he's taken the opportunities that he's had. My wife got up <laughs> and walked out. <laughs> now, that's, Jeez, that, that, that to me is a low ebb. She's very patient. And She's just, married but, to but you. The only thing I will say about City, I did see a window of hope in the last 10 minutes when Robert Corrin moved to that attacking midfield role and Josh Kennedy came on in that last bit of the game. But John Van Schip has not fundamentally changed the psyche of the group. Now, that's the problem but for maybe Melbourne City. some of those players aren't good enough. Mm. Just maybe, and maybe they're at mid-contract where they can't move them on. They're just, they're, their hands are tied. Don't play I them. Mean, do you, You've got do, a youth do you think team. that Damien Duff's good enough? Yes. Okay, do you think that Josh Kennedy's good enough? Yes. Okay, do you think that uh, Pardaloo didn't play, but is he good enough? Yes. Okay. Moy's uh, clearly good Moy's good enough. Melling's good enough. Yep, Melling's good enough. Chapman good enough. Yes. Okay. Yep. Kiss Norbo, you. I'll tell you, and Patrick, we love you. We've had you on the show, I think. Don't not, bring me into this. No, I'm pointing don't, at you, but I'm, I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> don't, bring, don't bring me Patrick into Kiss what you're Patrick Kiss Norbo is no longer good enough. Okay. His direct mistake led to the first goal, and I'm sorry, he turns the ball over too much. It's too. I'm sorry, I think he's not good enough. And he's the captain of the group. Um. Corrin's good enough. Uh, Melling, you said. Jason before... Hoffman. No. But he's played. He's played because John Van Schip puts him on his resume. I turned an attacking player into a, into a fullback. You're not good enough you, either. We've gone through nearly the whole team. Yep. And you've Most only picked two. No, no. That aren't good enough. Well, Redmayne. No, clearly not. He's hopeless. No, that's <laughs> Don't a, say that's that. Too harsh. Don't no, say that. No, he's not up to A-League standard. <laughs> That's, I'll take that back. Yeah. Don't Andrew. say that. That's not, it, you can't say that about a professional His performances football. have been poor. And I know I shouldn't have said can I ta- How do I take that back? Just no, you take can't it back. take it back. You've said it to millions of people on radio. It's been taped. And He's not up to it at this point. Well, you can't. And he clearly wouldn't be playing. Tano Valapi hurt himself playing beach soccer in the Emirates. He has been. No, that's not true he, either. Uh, Redmayne has had moments where he probably would uh, regret yes. at times. Okay, that you but he has pulled off some good saves. Yeah. I think with keepers, uh, you need a confident keeper who's really consistent if you're going to win anything. And I think Redmayne's still got a little bit of a way to go for that, but he has had his good moments. I, w- I don't want to be throwing the same, the same uh, you know, paddock that you've thrown yourself into. With uh, with your comments on Redmayne, well, and Paddy Kiznorbo too, I think I'm not sure that he's finished. To be honest, I think he's probably got probably got the rest of this season. Uh, Warren. Look, he didn't have a particularly great game on the weekend, no, but you've got to remember, in the last ten games or so, they've probably lost two, and uh, and performed well in many of those games. It's the it's the passion of a city supporter. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of it, the. It's a knee jerk reaction. No, it's not. Oh, you know, come on. It's not knee jerk. You've got to be patient, Warren. Oh, patient. You, you do, no, no. In fairness to Melbourne City, they've they've turned it around. Now they're just sort of turning what they turned around around <laughs> again. <laughs> if you keep, they've got to stop turning. If you keep turning around, ultimately, aren't you going around in a circle? Well, that's yeah, right. That's absolutely right. Uh, Hey, uh, thanks for your lovely text, Jackie, from Upfield. Uh, always a bit of encouragement helps the Diego's. Let's go to Jim in Adelaide, who's called in on 94291116, wants to keep the best day ever A-League team discussion going. G'day, Jim. Welcome to Melbourne Radio. Yeah, how are you, lady? Yeah, very well. <laughs> very darling. well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, as a uh, West Adelaide supporter back in the 90s, mm-hmm. I'm actually still getting counselling from the team that Adelaide City had back in the day. Now, obviously... 
not many people from LA listen to your show because you would have a lot of calls because if you can remember the LA City team of uh, the late uh, mid-90s, uh, yep. we've got Robert Zabika, yeah. all Australian. Tony Wittmer, yep. Australian. Milana Vanovic, sweeper. Tony, uh, Alex Tobin, uh, stopper. Charlie Villani. Charlie Villani. You've got yep. Paul Silvia, who should have been Australian, but because you can't have five defenders from Adelaide uh, representing Australia all for the same team. Yep. So, you know, and you had uh, players like uh, really have been up front. Was Damien Murray in that team? No, no, no. Yeah. Well, he sort of was, but sort of was. I think he was younger, but I reckon he did play with Vitti and uh, Carl Veer in that team. Yeah, great team. Sergio Milton in that team. Yep. <laughs> Joey Mullen, yeah. I think we said Joey. Not we? a bad team. Not Actually, a bad team. I didn't, I didn't mention Joey Mullen. That was another one. That, uh, yep. You know, and I think a very young John, Johnny Aloisi uh, yeah. debuted for them before he went over to Italy. No, mate, you won't get an argument from me, Jimmy. They were a fantastic team. Yeah, you've but, forgotten the most important person there, though. Oh, Zoran Matic. Zoran Matic. Yeah, fantastic. Coach, you know? Yeah, fantastic. You know? But, Jim, I, look, oh, you won't get an argument from me, uh, except that you'll you get an argument from a lot of people because you can't. You're not really comparing eras at the moment, and the and even though the football that Adelaide played was probably more akin to Brisbane Roar at their best than what Victory are playing at totally different styles. But uh, I understand the technical nature of what you're talking about. So great team they were. Thanks for your call, Jim. And this one might make you feel better. John in Port Melbourne, Adelaide City agree with the caller. Yeah, so, it's uh, true. They were a great got, side. You but some... but you look at Melbourne Knights, uh, the Andrew Marth, mm. Melbourne Knights with Zalka Adzic playing and um, a, a many other great players. Even Stevie Horwath was playing in the great Melbourne Knights side that went on to win a, a, a championship against Adelaide. In Adelaide, I think, the grand final when they won that. Uh, and that I think that team... Um, Danny Tiato in that yeah, team? Uh, mate, he could have been. I, I don't have the list in front of me, but they were a fantastic team. We've had some... I'm so, I would have loved to have somehow worked out the old, you know, uh, was it Rocky Five, uh, Rocky Six? What's the last Rocky called? Rocky Balboa, where you get... You know, those teams up against these teams now, and I reckon you get some of those great South Melbourne teams, Knights teams, Adelaide City teams, even some of the Marconi teams really pushing and not and even beating mm. a lot of the A-League teams now. That whole NSL versus A-League discussion is very, very interesting. We'll have we that on talk- another night, yeah. Absolutely. Um, we are talking about the A-League, and Warren uh, put it out there that Melbourne Victory are the best A-League team, Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. 98 11 Let's, let's change topics a little bit. John Aloisi has um, gone back into coaching at Melbourne Victory as the uh, development coach for their youth team. I think that was, that's the inspired decision, uh, an appointment, a, 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 an inspired appointment by Melbourne Victory. And I know City couldn't, you know, I, I don't think after the fact that they sacked him, they could never really re- reappoint him in any way. But I know that he left... Uh, a lot of people thinking that he just wasn't ready at that time, but he certainly has a future in the game. Victory's identified that. And I think him going back now to that level and just learning from the uh, what went wrong in the past, I think he's going to make him a better coach. And we all know, as much as a nice guy he is, he's a really determined character. You can't play in three of the mm. biggest leagues in, in the world and score goals and play well for Australia over such a long period of time and not have absolute confidence in your own ability. And he has. Didn't start off well as a coach uh, at Melbourne Heart, but I think now this is a great springboard to him reach his potential in coaching. Is he, look, and that, that's a, a real symbol of his resilience as mm. well. And, uh, Passion you know, for coaching. Yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. He, he's obviously, it means more to him 
than anything else and he's got something to prove and he and he has to move forward and it would have been very he could have just stayed on Foxtel or or just do media yep. and lived happily ever after no yep. doubt about that but obviously there's something in him that needs to sort of yeah uh, get on that pitch and, and lead a team, that, which is fire, fantastic. That fire is burning inside. You can just tell that, yep, I got sacked. I didn't do well, but I am a coach. I believe I can coach, and I will go back. I think he actually travelled a bit after he, he left Hart and did his studies overseas and went back to some of the clubs he played with and, and learnt there. So he's gone back and, and not just thrown his arms in the air and just blamed others. He's just gone back and tried to educate himself again. And now he, this is the next stage. I think it's a fantastic appointment by Victory. And I know it's one of the first sort of pieces of the, of the academy puzzle that they want to put together. I think they're looking at a, a major academy at Melbourne Victory and getting the best people around those next lot of kids coming through is really, really important. Yeah, I think, um, I think a really, really good trend that's occurring in all sports, and we're talking AFL and rugby league as well, that coaches that are sacked, they're not lost to the game. Often they turn up in other clubs as assistants, get an experience in a different environment, and then are able to go on and and become senior coaches again. I would imagine that this move gives him an in, and I would imagine that there's every chance that he would maybe get, if he's prepared to take one, an assistant's role in an A-league setup or in an a like set up somewhere and then give himself another opportunity to coach again. And I think that's a great model because too often young coaches in all professional sports are lost to the game too early because the first opportunity doesn't yeah. go as good as it, as it could. Good the, stuff there. The uh, the thing with Aloisi that uh, we never got to see is uh, how he would have gone with, with the squad he had actually bought in all sort of being fit and match ready. He was sort of with, yeah. with, with that Engelar injury and that season got off to a really bad start and never had momentum. And then I think they, they lost their mojo big time. And the resources that are at their disposal yeah, now. He couldn't, he, the club could no longer justify. Mm, not, no. I mean, I think they lost 18 in a row or something. They didn't win. They, they couldn't win in 18. So, you know, you have to make a call. In fact, and people, rightly yeah, so. People were make, calling for his head a lot longer, a lot, a lot, a long time before he actually got the mm. exit at the heart. So they stuck by him for as long as they possibly could. Absolutely. Hey, before we go to a break, what would you make of Mitchell Duke, uh, Central Coast Mariner, off to the J League uh, in Venezuela? Well, Shinzu S. Pulse. <laughs> Shinzu S. Shinzu! <laughs> That's how you say it, Rodrigo. Um, I can't do that. Look, I'll say this about Mitchell Duke. I thought he started off the A-League season looking like a gun, and the only thing that wasn't happening for him was the ball wasn't going in the back of the net because I think he was imposing himself, and he's certainly a player who has got a lot of potential. But I have to say I was very surprised by the move. I, I, he sort of... One of the goals that uh, the Mariners scored over the weekend, he chipped it over nicely and set it up, and, and he certainly has got a lot of the, the right stuff. I just would have thought he wasn't quite ready and there's always that risk that he just gets sort of sucked up and spat out. And in the spirit of Fabio Ferreira, Central Coast have made a gentleman's agreement with Shinzu that that he won't play against them in any Champions League games in the next 20 years just in case (laughs) they're worried about that. So um, So wasn't that the most bizarre? (laughs) So you're talking about the fact that Adelaide said you can have Ferreira if... He doesn't, he doesn't play, play not only in the game that was last weekend, yep. but the next time they play. And I think there's some investigation. I don't know whether that's actually 
you know, restraint of trade or whatever, but that's the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. I mean... Not if the player, if the player agrees to it, then... Uh, it's, it's not it's a loan, okay. though, Rodrigo. It's not a loan deal. He's actually signed for another club. He should be able to play the next weekend. If I'd let the player go, I'd be quite happy for him to play against my team, just quietly. Obviously, he's not good enough for you. Why strange. would you worry Very about strange. that? Strange. For me, for me, if I could just add a little bit to the Mitchell Duke conversation... Of course, Carlos, before we go to the break. My little synopsis about Mitchell Duke... Duke? <laughs> Duke? <laughs> Is that he's a young boy with a heavy touch. <laughs> he, is. he is. A young boy with a heavy touch is not really ready for Japanese J-League football. Okay? I, I know that was a, it's telling me something about Japanese J-League, but I'm not sure what it's actually telling me. Is this me. team any good? And pardon my yeah, ignorance no, of the table. they in the J-League. I mean, yeah, they're going to be a decent size. Is he better I, than Daniel McBreen? I know they're different well, age. Well, McBreen was very successful in mm. China for a while. He's, he was. he's done very well in his uh, twilight of his career. So... Um, yeah, very interesting that... A young uh, lad with a heavy touch. Yes. yes. Young, we wish him no, well. A young boy a with young a heavy boy. touch. should be a young boy with a heavy touch there, Carlos. <laughs> long, long time ago. Yep. Let's take a break now and come back with more. And Mike McGrath right after this on the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Yes, and coming up after the Diego's, it's all-night appetite. All night, right up until 6am. You'd be full, wouldn't you? You would be, yep. all night. Uh, got a bit of an appetite I told you moment. I was going to... Sorry for saying something. Cause I'm... No, that's all right. You, you actually, you're actually gone a bit, yeah. um, bit quiet. What's wrong? I shouldn't, have said, <laughs> I shouldn't have said what I said, and I apologise. What, 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 what did you say? I, I, I commented on a professional sportsman who's earning a fantastic living doing what he's doing, and he's in the best... Ten goalkeepers in Australia, and I call him hopeless. <laughs> okay, and that's not really fair. You don't do, you feel good. do you need to give him the apology? Yeah, no, I apologise unreservedly. Okay, okay nice. Okay. Unreservedly apologise. Happens on radio at different times where something slips out. You don't really mean it. And I'm man enough yeah. to apologise. Yeah, just good man. All right, let's uh, let's go to the UK and catch up with uh, Mike McGrath, who'll be probably in tears after hearing <laughs> that. Mike, welcome to the show. Hi guys. Hi Paul as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My media career could finish soon, Mike, but that's all right. Now, Mike, you know where I'm coming from here. I'm going to ask you the question: Liverpool have got the best record since Christmas, nine without defeat. Now, I know some there's been a couple of draws in there, but the race for the I think two of the four spots because I don't think Manchester United is certain to be there. It's going to be genuinely exciting because as much as I'd say Liverpool beat Tottenham. Tottenham were good value in that game. You know, you've got Southampton who are still doing well. You've got Arsenal who you don't know what they're going to do. It's going to be a genuinely interesting race with a lot of them playing each other in in quite quick succession over the next four to six weeks. Yeah, I mean, in terms of momentum, I think Liverpool will be quite happy. Um, I I wasn't at the game last night. Um, I was at Arsenal, but I was at the Merseyside Derby and for a nil-nil, they were definitely the better team and certainly didn't look like an away team. They're doing some good attacking. It looks like they're getting used to that system that Rodgers has uh, implemented. Um, so, yeah, from a few a few months ago, it was looking kind of doom and gloom, and, and now it's looking like they've got a bit of a bit of momentum behind them. And also, you know, Mario Balotelli scoring, yeah, I, I think that's a huge lift for them in terms of... It, it, He's so unpredictable, and if you can just get the good, the good bit out of him for the remaining whatever it is, 14 games, you know, he could be a factor in this as much as uh, Daniel Sturridge. 
Mike, it's Carlos. Uh, I just wanted to know how you and your wonderful fiancé are going to spend your cut of the uh, television rights deal that the uh, EPL has been able to negotiate. Uh, Ten million Australian or five million poons over three years from two thousand six. Billion, Carlos. Billion. 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 Sorry, billion poons uh, from two thousand sixteen to two thousand nineteen. It's an incredible increase on the previous deal. Uh, how how are the stations going to make any money out of this? By the way, it just seems like they're paying over the odds, uh, or are they paying the, over the odds? Well, I think I think they're getting good value for money um, in terms of. Subscriptions and advertising will will all benefit from that. I think the problem for, for us in the media, as you well know, is it's not coming down. It's not really filtering down. We're not overnight millionaires, but I think a lot of um, agents and uh, you know, maybe average players um, before will now have really increased salaries. That's probably where the where the money's going to go. Um, but it is. It's an astronomical amount of money, uh, and it shows that, that that football really, you know, the future is bright for it. Um, yeah, obviously, a lot of us would like to see it filtered in different ways, shall we say? Now, Mike, uh, Vinny Venezuela here, speaking of sort of getting excited, uh, would Tottenham Hotspur be excited that they've got another play that Real Madrid might soon uh, <laughs> want to purchase? Well, it's, well, it's a hotline for Daniel Levy, isn't it, whenever Tottenham have a have a good player. I, I think I think Bale did it for a, a really a, a long amount of time. I think I think Harry Kane has you know got a few few more seasons at Spurs. I'm not just saying that as a, as a Spurs fan. Obviously, I'd love, I'd love him to stay forever. Um, but I think uh, he, yeah, he's, he's a man at the moment. Um, but I do think he you know, should stick with it as Spurs and get in that England team before any thoughts of a Now, Mike, the man that I've grown to love to hate, Alan Pardew, what's he, what's he done at Crystal Palace? Because I don't think they've lost a game since he's been there, and they're playing with a, a lot more verb and a lot more expanse, and they've just turned their season around, and it shows you how quickly you can get out of relegation if you put a few wins together. What's, what do you think's the secret there so far? I think he's probably a bit happier in, him, in himself in going to work every day and having a big big say in everything at Palace. He looks happier. Doesn't look like a man under pressure like he was at, uh, at Newcastle. And, and as you say, the results, they have lost one. They did lose one to Everton. But you're right, you know, on the whole, that the results were really positive. And, uh, and I think it's down to him. It, you know, you get that injection, that boost where the new manager comes. And he's, uh, you know, he's an old an old hero there, as he said he was as a player. He, you know, he was cast as a bit of a villain, maybe, during his managerial time. But now, now he's, um, you know, he's back. And I, I think that they, they must be very, very optimistic um, about staying up after the months that they've had. Hey, Mike, uh, we could talk to you for another 15 minutes, but uh, we've got to go to the news. So thanks for your time, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. Okay, guys, speak soon.